going to read the first chapter. It says, Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtly to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels, to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, Come with us, let us wave wait for blood. Let us lurk privately for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave, and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy feet from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. They lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privately for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief places of the concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called, and you refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have set not all my counsel, and with none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall I call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge, and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel, they despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way, and be filled with their own devices. So the turning way of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearketh unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. So we'll look at this tonight, some divine wisdom to live life in Proverbs. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the opportunity we, pray, opportunity we have to assemble together and we pray, Father, as looking to your word tonight, that you would encourage us and challenge us and instruct us in the way of righteousness and um, a way of practical living that would glorify and honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs, of course, was written by Solomon uh, in uh, chapters 1 through 29, or Solomon chapter 30 by Agor, and chapter 31 by Lemuel, but I think those are Solomon also, according to most commentators, and, and uh, from what is being said and taught in them, um, it, you know, it seems that, that it is Solomon, just another name for Solomon. His purpose in writing, of course, is very clear from verse 2, to know wisdom and instruction, and to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give subtly to the simple, to young man, knowledge and discretion. So to know wisdom. The, you know, wisdom is really being able to use your knowledge. 
it's more than just knowledge. You know, a lot of people have a lot of head knowledge, but they don't know how to put it to use. And uh, wisdom is being able to, is to have skill or to live practically wise. Uh, so, you know, so, so the purpose here is to understand the purposes of life, the purpose of life, and to live for the glory of God and the good of humanity and oneself. You know, if you live for God, you're, 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 you're living uh, good to your own self. Uh, you know, it's verse, chapter 1 here, verse 7 through 9. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace on thy head, and chains about thy neck. Verse 33. Whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Chapter 2 and verse 20. That thou mayest walk in the way of good men, and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land, the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. You know, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. And then chapter uh, 3, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with thy substance, the first fruits of all thy increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Speaks of prosper, being prosperous. Chapter, uh, verses 17 and 18. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. All her paths are peace. Talking about wisdom. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. And then chapter 4, verse 22 again. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. So, wisdom that God gives is for the good of humanity and to bring glory uh, to God. Now, this book gives us instruction for every area of life, from child training to marriage, from finances to eating, and more. Everything that, really, everything that pertains to life. Is, is spoken of in, in the book of Proverbs. And there's a lot of Proverbs. You know, Proverbs are sayings. And we'll get to some of them in a minute. But it's a saying that requires interpretation. But it is to give wise instruction. Somebody said, read a proverb every day. Very good instruction. The word instruction here means discipline, correction, or structure. Proverbs 22.6 says to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old he'll not depart from it. Talks about discipline, correction, structure. Uh, that's what the word instruction here means, and it uses that word uh, several times, verse two and verse three. Uh, the word subtly means delicately skillful, clever, or prudent. It speaks of a person who's wise in practical affairs, ability to make you know ability to make uh, wise choices. Doesn't you know? And sometimes the word is used about people making evil choices. They're clever and they're crafty, but it speaks of being subtle. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's having wisdom, but it can also pertain, as we'll see a little later, uh, can be used, you know, because some, some wicked people are very subtle at what they do. They're very skillful at what they do. Anyway, uh, equity is fairness or uprightness. So there's a, some definitions of the words there to use in verse 3. 
And of course, the intended audience that Solomon is writing to is particularly the simple. Now, and to the young man, knowledge and discretion. The, the word simple simply means naive or not knowing. And, you know, that's usually the young people. Of course, there's a lot of old people running around that are pretty simple nowadays. But, but uh, you know, that's his intending on it. So, so, you know, young people are often led into to sin, uh, easier led into sin, because they lack insight and understanding. Uh, chapter 2, verse 12, and, and uh, he says, To liberally from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things. And then again, verse 16, to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger with flatter with her words. You know, Psalm 119.9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. So, so Psalm was particularly um, addressing young men, young, young people uh, in, this, in this book to give them wisdom and instruction. And a wise man... One of the, well, the first, that, that's all kind of a way, way of introduction, but first thing I want you to notice is a wise man will receive instruction. If you notice in verse 5 and 6, it says, A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. So a wise man or a wise young person will receive instruction Again, a wise person, I won't say just a young person, but a wise person will receive instruction. And one commentator said, and become a good helmsman. Now, a helmsman is the guy that sits at the back of the boat and steers it. In other words, he's driving it. So a a, a wise person will receive instruction and, and be wise about how they drive their life how they direct their life, because they receive instruction. Uh, and so he'll be able to guide his own life and the lives of others. You know, notice he says, he will hear, and, he, and, he be, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. Uh, you know, this was, this was something that David instructed Solomon in. If you go to 1 Kings for just a minute, 1 Kings chapter 3. 1 Kings chapter 3, <clears throat> and this is, a, this is an interesting, uh, wait a minute, 1 Kings chapter 2, I'm sorry, 1 Kings chapter 2, this is an interesting chapter in the Bible. Some people will say, why did David give Solomon this instruction? But notice what it says. Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. In other words, if you're going to be a man, there's some tough decisions you have to make. And you better be willing to make them if you want to retain your kingdom. And if you want to have a peaceable kingdom. Now notice what those are. Verse 3, and keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as is written in the law of Moses. Thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, whithersoever thou turnest thyself. 
The Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth, with all their heart, with all their soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, a man on thy throne. Now notice, Moreover, thou knowest also what Joab the son of Zariah did to me, what he did to the two captains of the host of Israel, unto Abner the son of Ner, and unto Amasa the son of Jether, whom he slew and shed the blood of war in peace. That's the key right there. He shed the blood of war in peace. They were not in battle. He murdered those two men. And put the blood of war upon his girdle that was about his loins, and in his shoes that were on his feet. Do therefore according to thy wisdom, and let not his whorehead go down to the grave in peace. Now something else that Joab did. Joab followed Adonijah. Remember Adonijah wanted to make himself king, and Joab got some men and followed him. He became a traitor, really, to David. And, and by the way, his, his murder of Abner was a betrayal of David because David had made a league with Abner. Um, so he really wasn't loyal to David. So he, you know, he says to do, do with, don't let him, in other words, you take his life. Uh, show kindness unto the sons of Brazil, the Gileadite, and let them, those, let them be of those that eat at thy table. For So they came to me when I fled because of Absalom thy brother. And behold, thou hast with thee Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite of Behurim, which cursed me with a grievous curse in the day when I went to Mahanam. But he came down to meet me at Jordan, and I swear to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put thee to death with the sword. Now therefore hold him not guiltless, for thou art a wise man, and knowest what thou oughtest to do unto him. But his whorehead bring thou down to the grave with blood. And so David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. Now, how would you like your dad on, your, on his deathbed to give you some instructions like that? But David is giving Solomon some wise instruction. If you, wanna, if you, wanna, if you, want, if you want your kingdom to be strong, if you, and if you want uh, it not to be divided, there be divided loyalties, and, it, and if you want to take the guilt of uh, uh, bloodshed off of your back, you need to kill, put to death, justly so, Joab. He shed innocent blood, and he needs to be put to death for it. Uh, and Shimei, of course, Shimei, remember, was the man that when, when David was fleeing from Absalom, came along the hill and cursed him. And, and you know, David made a promise to him. And, what, and, and he tells Solomon, you're, you're a wise man. You, do, you know what you ought to do. So he called Shimei in. He said, he said, you know, you cursed my dad. You know what you did. And he said, you stay in, you, do, do not depart Jerusalem for any reason. The day you leave Jerusalem, you're dying. Because I know your treacherous heart. Well, he stayed there for a few years, and then he had a slave run away. And so he went looking for a slave. And he came back. And Solomon executed him. And of course... You know, you read on, he executed Adonijah, too. Um, but, you know, this was, this, was, this was instruction that he gave to Solomon to establish his kingdom. And because Dave, uh, Solomon followed David's instruction, his kingdom was established with power and with peace. I know that seems odd, what he did. But, uh, but you know, God required the blood... Of those, that were, uh, of those who shed the blood, and Joab was guilty of that. So, 
So he received this, this uh, instruction. And, and then in chapter 3, verse 9, notice what also, that's where I was going, chapter 3, verse 9, uh, Solomon's prayer, you know, he, uh, David counseled him concerning the kingdom and so on. And, of course, in Solomon's prayer, when God asked him what he would desire, in verse 9 he says, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this thy so great a people. So Solomon was a wise man that asked, that sought wisdom and instruction. He increased learning. And you know, he was, a, he was, I guess you would have considered him probably a lifetime student, although he didn't go to university all his life. But, but you know, he was continued to learn new things. And uh, he had, he had, we know that he had uh, great wisdom in many areas of life. Uh, he continued to learn. So he continued to learn, to listen, to apply oneself, to seek wisdom, to understand, to perceive knowledge. He continued to do that. And, and it's a challenge to us. The wise man, it says, will, will increase learning. He'll increase. He'll seek advice from those who succeed in him. Uh, to understand Proverbs. Again, a Proverbs is a short, popular saying, usually of unknown and ancient origin, that expresses effectively some commonplace truth or useful thought. And they require interpretation. For example, honesty is the best policy. In other words, it's always best to tell the truth. Because if you tell a lie, sooner or later you have to tell another lie to cover up for the lie you told. You know. You know, we can see this in politics. Liars, you know, are soon, sooner or later find out. Uh, and in real life. Uh, here's one that, you know, young, some, you know people that are, that are um, in love often talk about it. absence makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, or you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. In other words, you can tell somebody the truth, but you can't make them do it. And don't count your chickens before they hatch. Or, like I, I, I used this one here last week. You know, the chickens have come home to roost. That means they're reaping what they sow. And, and you, maybe you have used this one. You know, he's a, piece of sh- uh, he's a piece of bread shy of a sandwich. You know, in other words, he just doesn't have it all together up here. He's not wrapped too tight, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I heard this one years ago when I was, when I was farming. We were talking about an, a former neighbor who I had, and a guy said, he's as odd as a three-row corn planter. Now, I didn't know there was such a thing as a three-row corn planter, but there is. I looked it up on Google. There is a three-row corn planter that's made in China. Um, but, you know, he was really odd. There wasn't very many people like him. Uh, actions speak louder than words. Here's a, here's a good one. Um, adversity and loss make a man wise. Or another way you might be able to say that is experience is the best teacher. Yeah. You know, however, a wise person, and this was what Solomon's instructing us, I believe, here in, a wise person learns for those, from those who have gone before him. He doesn't repeat 
the same mistakes or the same sins over again. That's a fool. You know, Proverbs 14, 16 says, A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident. It made me think today of the, of the Democrats. You know, they seem confident in what they're doing. But it's all going to blow up in their faces. And they're already starting to unravel, you know. But they, they, they just plunge on ahead. They don't really think about what this is going to do. Or the end, the end game, so to speak. The end of the game. Uh, you know, and that's what a fool does. He doesn't, he doesn't look at history or the mistakes others made and say, well, you know, I don't want to do that. No, he just, he's confident in his own self and he ain't going to listen to anyone else. No, a wise person seeks advice to understand a proverb, to understand, and the other thing he mentions here is the, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. Now, dark sayings, the word dark, the phrase dark sayings means perplexing questions or a difficult sentence. I'm not exactly sure, but these are some things I come up with. A, a, a difficult or perplexing questions in life. If you were, if you were, you know, from the world's standpoint, think about this. How can a man be just before God? That's what Job asked that question. How can a man be just with God? Can he be clean in his own eyes? If, if, if any person is honest, they know. They will have to admit they're not perfect. They're not righteous. How about... Why do the righteous suffer? I mean, if God is, why all the injustice? Why the all, all the inequality, the unfairness of life? If God is, and you know, that's not often a thing that the world uses to turn away from God. Excuse, turn away from God, because they don't understand. They don't. They can't figure that out. If if God is a God of love, like you say, why is all this injustice in the world? Why did God choose Abraham out of all the people of the world? Or even further than that, why did he choose Jacob over Esau? We all know what kind of guy Jacob was. But then again, what was Esau like? Yeah. Yeah, there are so many questions the world does not have answers to. But God does. God does. And if we, you know, if we are a wise man, we will increase in learning and, and work to attain under the wise counsels, the Proverbs, and their dark sayings. See, God gives answers to these questions in his word. Well, you know, God is sovereign. You know, and God doesn't, God did not choose Sin, he did not ordain sin to be in the world. That was man's choice. Um, so we understand those, all those things from the word of God. And, and so we see that a wise man will increase learning. Uh, 
Then also, if we notice here, the fear of God is the foundation for wisdom. If you notice in verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. It is the foundation for wisdom. If, 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 you, if you reject God, it leads to foolishness. You know, Romans chapter 1 brings this out so clearly. And, and you know, it's, it's so evident in our world today by the, by the uh, I'm not even sure how to describe it, the strange and weird thinking that people are coming out with. I don't know if you saw the latest thing on this. Was she a 16-year-old girl you know, that spoke at the UN? Now the Church of Sweden has declared her to be the... Uh, um, I'm trying to remember the wording they use, something about the modern-day equivalent to Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, a lot of these people don't even know what gender they are. I mean, you talk about foolishness? How, how stupid can you get? But when you reject the wisdom of God, that's where it leads Romans 1.21, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. You know, the fear of God, the reverence and respect for God, is the foundation for all wisdom. It, only can we under, the only way we can understand life is through God. Why am I here? How did I get here? What is my purpose in life? You know, those questions are answered for us in the Word of God. But if we reject that, then we don't know how, why we're, we don't know how we got here and we don't know why we're here. We're just chance. You see, wisdom will add to your life. Uh, notice verses 8 and 9. My son, hear, my son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace under thy head, and chains about thy neck. Uh, and again, this wisdom is learned by submitting to the instruction of parents. That's the beginning of it. You know, if, if a child learns to submit to their parents, they won't have a problem submitting to God. You know, chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, again, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandment. For length of days and long life shall they, and peace shall they add to thee. You know, this is the commandment, this, this commandment of, of submitting to the instruction of parents, of course, is, is, is uh, given in the Ten Commandments, Honor thy father and mother, that it may be well with thee. Uh, and again, repeated in Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. But it's also spelled out for us in uh, Proverbs chapter 23, Proverbs chapter 23, in verses 13 and 14, it says, Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod, and shalt deliver his soul from hell. You see, if a, if a parent will correct their child, it will instill wisdom into them. A fear of the Lord. A fear of God. Which is the foundation for wisdom. A fear of God. 
You know, when I was growing up, I never thought about fearing God. I didn't give it, I didn't give it two, two seconds of thought, you know. Didn't give it a second thought. But I'll tell you what, I did give a lot of thought to, what if Dad found out? You know, even before I did something, what if Dad found out? That's fear. And what if Mom found out? You know, uh, that's, that's fear. See, they, they taught, they instilled that into me, and it has helped me through life. Because that carries over into other authorities. So, why don't you notice some things wisdom will do for you. Number one, wisdom warns. It warns you of several things. First of all, evil companions. Notice verse 10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, notice, if they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privately for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as though they that get down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. And so on. It goes all the way down to verse 19. See, it's talk, talking here about the companions. This companionship of evil. Let's, let's, let's all get together. Let's have our own. You know, a lot of people like to belong to something. They like to belong to something. I was reading a testimony of a, an Antifa, a young man that joined Antifa. You know why he joined? Because it was a cause to get involved in. That's all. He didn't really know what, what it was or you know, what they were really... He, he, couldn't, he couldn't have answered you why they were uh, angry and, and, and riding and all. It was, it was just a cause. It was a group cause to be involved in. It gave him a purpose in life. Companionships in evil. But notice what verse 10 says. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. You know, I used to say any dead fish can float downstream. Of course, the Bible warns us in many places... Beware of evil companions. Proverbs 13, 20 says, He that walketh with a wise man shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, Evil communications corrupt good manners. You know, Amnon, the son of David, you know, who desired his half-sister Tamar, and, and he had a subtle friend, Jonadab. And this is where I'm saying, that subtlety, it means crafty, it means skillful. Jonadab knew how to use his craft for evil gain. His subtlety. He was subtle. And he gave Amnon the plan whereby uh, Amnon was able to uh, violate Tamar. You know, many wicked are skilled at what they do. They use the skills to their own destruction. So, Wisdom then warns us about evil companions. It warns us, warns us concerning covetousness. Notice verse 13. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. We're going to fill our houses with spoil. Look at verse 32. The turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. They think that they're going to get prosperous by doing their wickedness. 
And, you know, they, they may for a while. They may for a while. But sooner or later, it'll all come. Again, the chickens will come home to roost. Uh, wisdom warns us of the consequences. Notice verses 16 through 19. For those feet run to evil, make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain is the net spread in the sight of any bird. Uh, they lay wait for their own. Notice, they lay wait for their own blood. They look privately for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Verse 31, Therefore shall they eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices, for the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Again, the wisdom of God warns us that there's consequences to sin. It brings hardships into life. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 22 and 23 his own iniquities shall take the wicked himself. He shall be holden with the cords of his sins. It's like being bound. It's like a neighbor told me. He said, uh, he, said uh, uh, he used to do cocaine and, and a lot of other stuff. And, and, he said, and, he's, and now he's uh, uh, still smoking cigarettes. He said it's easier. it was easier to give up cocaine than it is cigarettes. See, it says there, uh, where do I, I read that? Um, 31, 32. They were, they, they were filled with their own devices. Uh, they bound, oh, chapter 5. I'm, I'm sorry, chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. It says, He should be holding with the cords of his sins. Your sin gets a hold on you. Gets a hold on you. Chapter 21, verse 12. Chapter 21, verse 12. Again, the righteous man wisely considereth the house of the wicked, but God overthroweth the wicked for their wickedness. You know, yeah, it seems like the wicked prosper in this world. You know, we know from Psalm 73, Asaph, he looked out and he saw the wicked prospering, and, and, you know, and, and he was envious at the foolish, and he said, and he said, uh, uh, but then when he went into the house of the Lord, he understood their end. And they may prosper for a while, but sooner or later, again, the chickens come home to roost. It warns us the consequences of, of sin. And then notice... <clears throat> Rejection of wisdom brings these things. First of all, you have, and you have three, three categories of people listed here in, in Proverbs chapter 1. You have simple, you have scorners, and you have fools. Now the word, and notice verses 20. Uh, verse 20 says, Wisdom crieth out. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief places of concourse. In the openings of the gates in the city, she uttereth her words, saying... Uh, how long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity, and scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge? So a simple person is someone's naive, not knowing. They're carefree, they're careless. 
and easily led astray. We could call it gullible. Yeah. And, and they need direction. They need direction. But if they're left to themselves, they could be easily led astray. You know, so they, there is something that someone you could salvage. The scorners are those that mock righteousness. The fools are those that rebel against wise instruction. They just plunge on ahead. They don't listen to anything else or anyone else. In fact, Proverbs 26.12 says, Seest thou man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. In other words, you can try and reason with him, but he's already, he's already got all the knowledge he can, thinks he can gather in what he thinks is right, and you aren't going to change his mind. He's, just going to, he's got his mind made up. Or, Proverbs 29.20 20 says this, Seest thou a man that is hasty in his words? There is more hope of a fool than of him. In other words, he'd rather talk than listen. Beware, young people, you need to listen and guard your words. God gave us two ears and one mouth. Your James says, be swift to hear, slow to speak. You know, you don't learn much by talking. You learn a whole lot more by listening. And that's for all of us. You know, I'm still the old school that says children should be seen and not heard. I said to, we were talking about homeschooling years ago to some friends. And I said to them, what good can a 12-year-old teach a 12-year-old? Of course, they were talking about, well, if they don't go to school, they won't have the socialization and all that, you know. Is a 12-year-old going to teach a 12-year-old social skills? Uh, no. No, they're not. They learn their social skills by being around adults. And usually that's parents or other adults. We also see here there's a prosperity of foolishness. In verse 32, it says, For the turning away of the simple shall slay them. In other words, they are ignorant of, they are naive, they're carefree, they're careless. They don't think about where their way is leading them. And then it says, And the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. They think because they're prospering or they're getting away with this that it's just going to continue. It's always going to be this way. A thief never thinks he's going to get caught. Or he'd quit. They're deceived by their foolish, their prosperity. They're like the foolish farmer in Luke chapter 12. You know, he, he had this great harvest, so what did he do? He tore down his barns and built bigger barns. What if he has a drought next year? But I do want you to notice, it's not that it's not available, because wisdom is easily accessible. Notice verse 20, again in verse 22. It says, Wisdom crieth of that. She uttered her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, 
How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity, and scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge? Now, wisdom is everywhere available to us if we have, if we would take the time to seek it. Do you ever plant anything in the ground? If you plant something in the ground, if you plant a seed in the ground, what happens to the seed? It dies. Well, what comes out of that death? New life. What's that a picture of? Resurrection. Your creation, the creation. You know, the psalmist, Psalm 19 and Romans 1, talk about the, that creation declares the glory of God. There are, there are examples of Bible truths all through creation. We see evidence that God created the heavens and the earth. Go to the Grand Canyon. You know, if you're an honest scientist... You know, there's fish in the, in the rocks all at all different levels. So it didn't happen at millions and billions of years. No, it happened very quickly. Go to Texas and there's a tracks of a man in the tracks of a dinosaur. So men and dinosaurs lived at the same time. Of course, every man also has the light of conscience. Romans chapter 2, verse 12 says, The conscience, meanwhile, excusing or accusing them. Every man has a light of conscience. If you, if you take the word of God, if, if, they'll, if somebody will listen to you, if you take the word of God and they're honest, they're going to admit that they're guilty before God. Conscience even tells them that. And then, of course, we have the light of Scripture. Your wisdom is evident everywhere. It's it cries out. If one will seek it, you know all you have to do. <laughs> if you're a wise person, if you watch most people nowadays with their children, you'll know that their child training isn't working. That Doctor Spock, no spank, isn't working. Because the children run the parents. If you, if you think about where governments have thrown out God, and tried to make everybody equal, what happens? Is there prosperity? No. What are they? See, the basis of all that of communism is a denial of the sin of mankind. That's the basis for it. Communism will never work because man is a sinner. And of course, they never. You know, they always have your elite, and then your. 
the rest of you are slaves anyway. But, but communism means everybody works together and everybody's equal. But that'll never work because man's a sinner. It's a denial of the sin nature. So wisdom cries out. You know, the, the most prosperous nations on earth have been those who have sought the wisdom of God. Our nation was founded on the principles of the word of God. And we've been the most prosperous nation in this uh, last 2,000 years. So, wisdom. You know, we need to give heed to the wisdom, the instruction that God gives us. Uh, And, of course, you know, wisdom, a couple other things here I'll just mention Briefly, wisdom reproves sinners, so they repent. Verse 23, turn ye at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make known my words unto you. Uh, wisdom provi- promises enlightenment to those that turn. Uh, we see that in verse 23. And safety and security to those who heed its call. Um, verse 33, but whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. See, Solomon gave us these words that his father instructed him in, that we might be wise and skillful, that we might lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Might we seek the wisdom of God. Young people, seek the wisdom from your parents and the other adults that are around you. Learn from them. That's why we have history. You know, if we, if we rewrite our history, we're going to have nothing to go back to look to. I remember I was talking to Andrew's dad the last time they were home about why Africa is still like a third world country. It's because they keep no written history. And he said they just keep repeating the same things over and over again. He said they don't have a written history. So they don't learn from their forefathers. Yeah, we have a Bible, a word of God. Of course, if they had the Bible, the word of God, they would, they would prosper. Um, and so we need to give heed to the wisdom that comes from God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the time of your word tonight. Thank you for the instruction it gives us. I pray that you would help us just to seek your wisdom that we might be uh, have prudence, uh, subtlety to understand uh, your truth and how it applies to everyday life, that we may live a life that pleases and honors and glorifies you. We do pray in Jesus' name.